And a lot of times our own fear actually stops us from jumping in and actually taking action with the fear of failure. It could be a fear of judgment. It could be a fear of so many different things. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Asma, Asma Wasti. Yes, perfect. We got there. We got there. I'm going to let you tell us about yourself because your bio is packed full (laughs) of stuff. Now, I know you're with Accelerate Global, but you need to tell us what that's all about. Tell us how goals fit into your life, and yeah, over to you. Wonderful. Thank you. I got to thank you first, Doug, to invite me to your podcast. It's really, truly my pleasure to talk to you and your audience and to be present and talking about uh, my goals and what I've done so far. I, there are, I love, I'm a storyteller and I love to tell stories, so I'm sure your audience will connect with a few here. As you said, my name is Perfectly Well. My name is Asma Wasti, and my parents are originally from, my dad is from India and my mom is from Pakistan. And I've lived in over about 20 plus different countries. So given, you know, a year here and a couple of years there, and given my dad's job, that helped me come up with a few culture infusions, languages, picking up a few languages here and there. One of my favorite foods from childhood became sushi because of the Japanese influence. And then, you know, use of chopsticks became my obsession, literally, from there onwards. And then I found a wonderful man in my life. I've been married to almost 25 years, 25 years to October this year, actually. Congratulations (laughs) on that. Thank you. Thank you. So we decided to make Canada our home and we've been here since then. I'm a mom of two boys, but I've got an interesting story to tell too, because you talked about goals. Honestly, early on in my life, I had no goals. I had no idea what a goal is really to begin with, (laughs) because as I said, we were just moving around from place to place. I was having an impression of cultures and societies and, and, and I was exposed to a lot. And when you're exposed to a lot also, it kind of puts you, throws you into a loop, like not really understanding what is right for you and what is it that you want. So when I turned 17, my parents said that we need to kind of take a break and find some roots for for me because I need to go to university. I got another younger brother who is just a year younger than me. So for the two of us, my mom actually started had started a business for herself, which later my dad after retirement joined. And that was a small little thing, which used to make luxury lingerie, nightgowns, right? About a few different employees, five, six employees, you know, one floor, nice little setup. She had a couple of accounts she would, you know, sell it to. And she she decided, because I had a gap year before I went to the university, that you're not just spending your time lazing around. Luckily, there was no internet back then. (laughs) Now I'm dating myself. (laughs) But you know, even then at that time, they didn't want to let you sit, you know, in one place and fiddle on your thumbs. And she said, you're coming to my to my place and my my business. And I did. And I used to get bored to my wits end. And to make things short, one day my mom was stifling through some magazine looking for some designs. 
And I was just sitting over her head and I was just like, you know, if you could see your product in any one of these, and it was a high-end magazine, if you could see your designs in any one of those stores, where would it be? And probably just to get rid of me off her hair, out of her hair, the first page that she was on, she pointed at it. And that said, Saks Fifth Avenue. Now, I don't know if about your audience, if they're aware, Saks Fifth Avenue is in New York and it was established in 1880s, around 1886 or so. And it's a very high-end luxury store. And it's hard uh, to get in. I mean, it's it's a really well-established place. And being the naive 17-year-old that I was, not realizing that she's just humoring me, I said, okay, no problem. And I went and picked up the phone and called. And I called Saks Fifth Avenue and probably the receptionist, I don't know, in those days, the supply chains and orders were not the same way that they are computerized and automated and, you know, all those. They were actual humans who were doing the job back then. So she got me connected to the purchasing coordinator. And first off, he couldn't believe and understand that, you know, a young kid is just calling them to do what? To place their product in our store. But they were, I think, amazed by the fact that that I did that and said, okay, send us some samples. And then, of course, I had to convince my mom and dad to actually that nobody's trying to make a fool of me here. And and finally, my dad did. He did send some samples to them. And our first order for their business was a 20-foot container within a couple of months, right? And their second order after four months was that of a 40-foot container. And then it became a regular feature of a 40-foot container every few months that they would order. And their factory, their outlet grew from four or five employees to two floors of giant, you know, about close to 50 people working from that one account. And that gave me the direction. That showed me, ah, so I do have a knack for something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. I do have grit. I don't have any shame, quote unquote, <laughs> right? to pick up a phone and call people or fear for that matter. And I think that's a good thing because I've kept it that way till now. And that led me to do my MBA in marketing. And then, of course, go on from there to a corporate background. I don't want to bore your your audience to death with the details of those, but I spent around about 20 years in that. And then I was invited. I went on to create business accelerators for Government of Ontario that actually helped in 2018 alone. I helped create 100 new businesses. Oh, very good. That was wonderful. Yes, that were funded by the government, obviously, different departments. Service Canada and, you know, Ontario Trillium Foundation. And they did an audit for that, interestingly enough, because when government money involves, I mean, we all know, right? They do the audit, of course. And then they found out that those businesses were profitable in year two and year three. 60% of them were profitable in year two and year three. And that's a pretty decent number because if you go by the Harvard review for Silicon Valley, the success rate there is only 3%. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was pretty neat. And then came the pandemic. So I figured like, well, whatever way they're doing for the Canadians, we can do the same for the world. And that's when I registered my company back in 2018. And slowly and gradually, I realized that the world is responding and they are looking for guidance and help in startups, in new businesses, and we can replicate the success one time and many times over. And I fired from my own job when pandemic came along. 
because I think that was the right timing. Uh, no. Funds were moved up and the rest is history. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> excellent. So my latest book, Think Simple, Win Big, is, is for new entrepreneurs. It's my lessons that I've learned and the things, the essence of what you should have for a business. So so I would hope there there would be a you know sort of crossover there in so much as the people that my book would yeah, or people interested in my book would be interested in this sort of thing the startup side of things. So I'm sure you've got some stuff, and we'll make sure that it's available. Some links to it that some startup stuff, which right. is you know just to get people going. But what do you have? in your armory for goals and goal setting? That's a good question, Doug. Definitely, it, it all starts from the goal. And it, even before that, it starts from the mindset of setting a goal. Because if we, for me, anybody can show you the how, the why comes from you, right? It has to come from you. Nobody can give you a why. Why do you need to do this? Or why is it that you're passionate about one thing over the other? And that why actually helps build your vision, okay? And your vision actually eventually translate into smart goals, right? So the vision, I always tell my audience, please dream as big as you can, even beyond. It has to be mind-boggling. Like the story I told you about our, our little, tiny little, you know, my parents' shop that, mm. that built into a big, business was only from that vision of seeing your you know product in, in, a, in a store as big as the as sacks and and a lot of times our own fear actually stops us from jumping in and actually taking action with the fear of failure it could be a fear of judgment it could be a fear of so many different things right so that stops us from visioning things and just like that gentleman who wrote chicken soup for the soul Right. Yeah, Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield, right. If you know his story, he that's exactly what he tells his story about. He's one of my favorite characters to read about and his, you know, I've got tons of his books. That's how he started. You know, I, I even have a little short video about him on my LinkedIn if anybody would like to go and check it out. But that's where he started from. His mentor told him, create a vision that is so mind-boggling that you feel that you will never be able to achieve it. And he said, Okay, I want to earn. $100,000 this year, that year that they decided. And guess what? That when the year ended, he had earned 97900 or 800 something dollars, almost down to the mark. And he couldn't believe himself. And that was the power of vision building and having that dream. And of course, the next dream he had was over a million dollars. And he way surpassed that in selling the books for, you know, this, the, the chicken soup for the soul and the teenagers and the women and all those that came after that and his speaking gigs. But start with the vision. The vision eventually translates into smart goals. And the goals have to be smart, of course. They have to be measurable. They have to be specific. They have to be timely. If time is not associated with it, and I see that for myself too, the day I started putting time in front of every goal that I had, I started achieving much more of what I had set out to. I, I, you agree there, Doug? Don't no, you? I, I absolutely do agree. I think a goal without a deadline is just a dream. True. That is so true. You know. and, 
And at the time also, I don't know, for some reason, it kind of puts fire behind me because I know and I've seen it for our clients because we've got hundreds of clients that come through our doors consistently. And I can tell you by experience that those who do make it and do make it big, as you said, think simple, win big. They're the ones who actually have have a simple goal with timelines associated with it. And they take action every single day to achieve that with that timeline. It has to be every single day. And there has to be action. That is the one most critical thing I think people... You know, they visualize and they think the law of attraction is going to bring it in. But, you know, there's there's two things, action and work, and they have to go with the visualization. So, yeah, thank you for endorsing that. That's that, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> so we talk about big, hairy, audacious goals. And I mean, you've talked about it there that you need to have. And I think probably just one really big, hairy, audacious goal. I'm of the opinion that there's not enough room for two or three big, hairy, audacious goals. I think one massive one and then having that massive one, you'll have lots of little ones along the way. And sometimes you've got to break your teeth or cut your teeth, if you like, mm-hmm. on slightly smaller ones. So, yeah. So I'll tell you about that. Just going on the Jack Cantle story for, for us, our, my goal when I started I didn't have a smaller goal of I need. So since I'm a solopreneur, I need to have one more employee, right? That's inevitable. That's going to happen because that's the translation of my bigger vision. So my bigger vision was and has been and it will always be and I will continue to have it. And there is a timeline associated with it. I want to have a market capitalization of $150 million for my company by year 2025. And I know that I will get it. Now, how do I get it? Now we have that. Now we can break that down into smaller goals, right? Now we can bring it down to. So I think to your question, having one big vision and one big, huge goal is essential, is key. And then it automatically translates into smaller goals. So you can break it down and you can break it down further. And it's easier to manage those smaller goals because you can analyze them, you can review them, you can reassess, you can, you know, correct your your direction, your GPS if you're off track, right? But your bigger vision has to be strong and it has to stay. It has to stay the same. So if I didn't meet my target this year, for example, right, for whatever, it could be my sales target, it could be my client's target, it could be transforming the lives of my clients, their clients further, because in our process, like, each year, we have hundreds of clients that come through our door. And in return, when we help them with their organizations, their companies and startups with very quick return on their investments using webinars as the cornerstone strategy, they in turn actually influence their clientele. And it's kind of like a ripple effect. So if you list everything together, it's thousands of people that have come through You know that we have influenced. And we have a number. At that time, I gave you a financial goal, but there's also smaller goals that are associated with the $150 million capitalization. That it has to have an impact on the transformation of the lives of the people that we are impacting. Yeah. Only then that creates the value that generates that capitalization, right? So that, that, that's through that door. So let's say if I didn't have a good month, a couple of months, maybe a year, for example, pandemic hits, war happens things happen in life. 
So then does that mean that that changes my goal for $150 million capitalization? Not at all. Not, Not at, at all. all. Not at all. You're absolutely right. None. It will still stay the same. What I will do in the meantime, though, is course correct myself. So if we're not achieving it through this door, what other doors are available in order for me to achieve that? And we're going to course correct. We're going to envision big. We're going to still continue to work with. So right now we're into collaboration with people. We, and it's kind of like automatically attracts, you know, you, you said there's a law of attraction, but you have to put a lot of hard work behind <laughs> that law in order to attract the right people to you. And it automatically does when you are, if you have the vision and you have it charted out, if it is already disciplined, there has to be a discipline to it. There has to be an organization to it. There has to be a plan to it. An airplane doesn't fly without, without a flight plan, right? Just like that, you don't take off your business without a flight plan either, which is also known as a business plan in our world, right? You don't start off with not knowing who your target audience is and honing it down to where they are and why would they want to buy from you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you don't mind me just spending a few moments to tell you about my new book. I'm very excited. It's called Think Simple, Win Big, How to Build the Business of Your Dreams with a Few Simple Goals. And it's a rewrite of my original book, Goals Do Come True. And it's especially available for entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to get the fundamentals right with their business. So if you are interested in getting your hands on a copy, go to my website, www.dougbennett.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. Cool. Okay, no, that's good guidance there on how to do things because a lot of people have created a business over the last, you know, two years because they've been working from home, possibly, that nobody's checking what they're doing all of the time because they're not in the office all of the time. So there's these little opportunities for side hustles and that sort of thing. And, and so what we're doing, is you know giving people the opportunity and the tools to increase the chances of them being on the right side of the five years in I've still got a business statistic. True, that is so true. That's We're the important the, thing. Yeah, absolutely. The resources, the tools, and the guidance to stay stay in business. I always tell my clients all the time when I do the mastermind with them or otherwise the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. And if you don't have consistency of sales, your, your business is running into ground. So yeah. that's the end of the story right there, right? So what is your vision for your business? You have to start with an understanding of what is it that you want. It doesn't matter. It, yesterday I had a conversation with a mom, and, and we have had clients who were stay-at-home parents who are looking for a you know supplementary income. You can still start a business, but that business doesn't have to be haphazard. It doesn't have to be inconsistent. You still can treat it as a business, and that can actually eventually go into a different direction, if you like. I had this conversation with a mom who was looking to generate only, oh, around $1,500, $2,000 a month supplementary income. And, and I said, yeah, sure, you can start doing it in 30 days. 
And she couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, you can. Do you know what are you, what is your offer? What is your product? Yeah, well, my product is X. Well, where is your audience? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's figure that out, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where are they located? What is your procedure of delivery, right? Product, light, price, placement, process, and promotion. How are you getting them? What is your price point? Why is your price point the way it is, right? So it was easy, very highly actionable steps, easy to implement, easy to, to deliver, and one of the biggest things that we do is, and when, sorry, when I, for unique selling propositions, is that we use webinars as a cornerstone strategy for us. Because, and especially for those who are very serious in their business in terms of having an impact, having a goal, making it big, anywhere from two to, uh, you know, 5K, 10K, 20K, where our clients are making up to 100K per month. We've got a few, quite a few clients in UK themselves. You know, one of my clients, Narchi, she joined us from UK Essex and she is coaching and teaching parental guidance to how to better bond with the children and how to have that wonderful relationship. Amazing, amazing. She used this webinar, first webinar, over 300 people registered for it, right? So it has a direct impact on everything that you do. You don't have to worry about promotion. You don't have to worry about social selling, relationship building, lead generating or creating lead magnets, because this is all connected with your webinar. When you have a title, when you have a highly sellable, highly profitable, clickable title that you know that people are interested in because it's a pain point that you're addressing, right? And you're providing them a few solutions. It's not a cheesy, marketable, look at me, I'm another product, me too kind of a thing. It's actually genuinely giving without overselling, over-educating, over-doing anything or underselling yourself. It's really amazing. There's a fine art and a science of fine balancing the two mm -hmm. together in developing a story brand for yourself that actually connects with the people. Your story brand, like you do, Doug, like through your podcast. It's amazing, right? The ones, this is, this is all about storytelling and story branding. And that's part, it's kind of like speaking, right? So if anybody who could come and speak on Doug's podcast can come and speak at a webinar also, right? Right, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it is fairly straightforward and it might be something that we need to take offline because uh, it's a direction that I'm sort of heading towards myself because it is the one-to-one -one transition to one-to-many where you're making a bigger impact to people and that's that's important so i've done one-to-one -one for pretty much the last 30 years and i know i picked up Amazing. quite a lot of data yeah. and information and you know i think i i need to get it out into the world so oh I'll, you bet so I, I have no doubt looking, looking to scale looking to grow that's the way to go that's for sure yeah okay no well that's good do you use an app for your planning or is it pen and paper? How do you, you know, when you, you're doing your goals at the starting point or for somebody starting or your clients, for example, so mm -hmm. these are new to goals, new to a business, mm -hmm. do you get them to physically write stuff down or is it sort of all online now? Yeah, you can write it in sand also, as long as it doesn't. There's always a pen and paper in my <laughs> hand all the time. And this one says, think simple, win big by Doug Bennett, right? Awesome. <laughs> so it always is. I always keep it. You always start with 
small. You can write it down, but writing your goals down has to be the first step because that makes it real for you, right? The reality, it comes out of here, your vision, and then you know, you put it, keep a pen and paper with you. Sometimes you dream, you know, you're you're waking up from your dream and you're writing and you don't know what it is. And sometimes I'm just writing gibberish, but at the end of the day, it's still something. But definitely writing them down gives you clarity. Clarity is super, super important, Doug, for sure. And I'm sure you, you're highly aware of this, working in this field for the last 30 years. There are two things that eludes business owners, whether they are startups or whether they are further down in their business also. Because sometimes when the market changes, we lose our sense of clarity or lose our sense of focus. And sometimes when we are brand new in the business for startups that we have been working with, they know what they're looking to achieve. But when you're starting up, there's so many ideas that we have, which is wonderful, right? A whole bouquet of flowers, but you got to have to come and pick and choose one of the many in order to concentrate your resources on it, which means that is you have to have clarity of purpose and you have to have clarity of direction. And for that reason, you have to write down your goals. You have to write down the measure of your goals also. How do you measure success? right? What would be your measure of success for your goals? So for us, our measure of success is X number of clients that whose lives we have transformed, X amount of dollars that we have made. It has to come from sales in order to run our business and run other people's businesses. Otherwise, you're not in business, right? X amount of... So there's a few different goals that we have. And then we have goals for our own employees that are working for us, right? Their development, their growth, their achievements, and their reward and recognition that is associated with it along with for our clients. But those are all measures of success. And those measures of success have to be there in order to define success. What is success for you? Mm-hmm. In order for you to have that, you have to have charted out your goals in writing. We provide templates and swipe files and tons of material for you to be able to easily be able to do that and have that clarity, narrow it down to such a narrow path that if you if you see how we play darts, right, in pubs and all mm-hmm. those places, right, and how we mark it down to the center and it has to go and mark it there and that's what we call our, our goal achieved, that's exactly what your business becomes, right? It's kind of laser-guided point that goes mm-hmm. yes. and hits the mark. Yeah, I was going to say laser guided when you were describing that and your hands were coming closer <laughs> and closer together. And it was like, for people listening, that that's it. It's that laser guidance system that you need in that respect. So, there's, uh, I mean, there's some really seriously good stuff in there. I'm going to ask you for a goal setting nugget. So this is something that the whole world needs to know. According to you, according to Asma, what's everything the world needs to know about goal setting, according to you? Oh, that's wonderful. I know I use the term SMART goals, right? And in SMART, there's an R. R stands for realistic. To tell you the truth, I'm going to go back to the first story I told you, right, about me picking up the phone at age 17 and calling. If you looked at a 17-year-old at that time who picked up the phone and called those people, you know, at Saks and placed an order, if I would have written it down as a smart goal, that wouldn't have been realistic. And I, I know people say that it has to be realistic to a certain point, but it goes back to the vision again. 
dreaming big, dreaming as big as you can. Break it down to manageable, digestible pieces. But I, I would love you to go outside of reality and think as big as you can and make that your vision. So goals and visions are slightly different than each other, right? And I know you specifically talked about goals, but you also talked about what does the world needs, mm-hmm. right? And I think world, world needs a much bigger dream than they ever thought of that they could do as one world, as together, as collaborative, as effective, as transformational, that is transformational in their lives. If people didn't think of those, we wouldn't have iPhones, we wouldn't have Facebook, we wouldn't have Tesla, we wouldn't have those hybrid cars. We wouldn't, Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that we wouldn't have. The Intel chips that we use in the computer, we wouldn't have those if we didn't dream those dreams and those bigs. Sure. Once, how to achieve them? Chart down a smart, you know, a smart goal, like, you know, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. But again, the world needs to dream and the world needs to keep their dreams intact because there's so much going on around us right now that is shattering our dreams right now. The way things are, the way mm-hmm. COVID has been, there's been wars going on, there's been situations that are, that are not very... But we cannot stop dreaming, we cannot stop believing. And if you do, I promise you, there's people like Doug and I who will help you achieve those dreams, right? That's not a problem, but the dream has to come from you. And I think that is a perfect place to end this week's episode. So I'd like to thank you very much for your contribution. How can people get hold of you? What's the best simplest, most straightforward place? Is it straight to your website or LinkedIn? LinkedIn is the best place for, for me. There's a pretty decent following size there. So it's Asma Wasti. You can just uh, look me up. Our website is another great place, accelerateglobal.com. It's A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A and a number eight, figure eight, <laughs> global.com. We're not on a podcast list, but we do have something called the Singer Speaker Series, where we bring entrepreneurs and talk to them about their specific niches and how did they become an entrepreneur. It's an amazing place. It's our YouTube channel. Again, the same name, Accelerate Global. Look us up there. You'll find links everywhere (laughs) for us. We'll make sure that they're all contained in the show notes. For sure. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. Doc, it's been my pleasure to be on your podcast and talking to your audience. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 